Hello, anyone who's listening. This is another Natural Law podcast episode on Anchor Spotify. This is episode number 62. My name is Bill Hoy. It's uh, December 2021, like December, I think, like 11th or 12th, something like that. And uh, once again, this is Natural Law episode. 62. My name is Bill Hoy and my website is willhoy.com, W-I-L-L-H-O-E-Y.com. And I just want to just touch on a little things that I'm doing, a couple things that I'm doing. I mentioned in um, an episode ago or so, something like that, um, that I'm trying to expand my letters to editors of, of uh, newspapers in New Jersey and possibly even going out of state. Um, I'm from the United States. Um, and I put out, you know, I expanded a bit. I, I've, so far I'm expanding a bit. And I... You know, I, I just wanted to mention this. I'm really not interested in being a journalist. Just really not. That's really not my thing. Um, not that I don't think I could be a jur- good journalist. I, I think I could be a good journalist. But being a journalist, you know, being a good journalist, not, not these phony journalists that just push their ideologies. I'm talking about like a real journalist that like, looks up facts and vets them and, and that's a lot of work folks it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and unfortunately I on one of my letters I you know made a a mistake not a big one but you know that I vetted the information that I put out there I checked it and made sure to the best of my ability that it was all stuff they could easily look up and that it was true to the best of my knowledge. And I at least didn't send out all my letters letters to editors with that mistake. I caught it, but it's what I'm, what I'm saying is it's a lot of work and this is not being a journalist is not what I want to do. As far as when I say being a journalist, meaning putting out the facts out there as far as like current events of what's going on. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to see how I can best explain this. What I'm really trying to say is I'm more of a, a philosophical writer and, and that's really what I, I, I mean, I really don't like doing any of this shit. I really hate doing this shit, but... I have to do it because it's it's the right thing to do. Knowing what I know, I have to try to get this information out to the public, even if it's not going to fucking do anything, which it's not. But I'm just I'm I'm just trying to I, I want to try to articulate this as best I can. But it's not that I don't think I could be a good journalist. I do. It's just I really don't feel like doing all that work. That's a lot of work, folks. These journalists like uh. Like Whitney Webb, um, um, 
like Derek Rose and uh, who else? Uh, James Corbett. You know, I really got to appreciate the work they do because it's a lot of work to really be a real, a real good journalist like that, like these individuals. Doctor Null as well. And I'd be willing to bet also that many of these people have, if not all of them, like Doctor Null has his partner um, um, Richard uh, Gale, I think his name is. Um, I, I think I got that right. Um, and I'm sure um, I'd be willing to bet Whitney, Derek, and, and James have uh, peers that may check, help them check their work and stuff like that. And that's a big help. It's a big help to have other eyes checking your work as well just to just as a help, you know, as, as, as help, you know, like kind of like editing, not really just like someone kind of like an editor. I mean, I've edited work before, but mostly most of my editing has been just for like grammar and, and just making sure a story theme is fitting together and stuff like that, that kind of stuff, not actual factual information. That's, that's hard work. That's hard work. Not that I can't do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> That's what I, I would rather. And once again, I said I'm more of a philosophical writer. But that, see, people misconstrue that, th thinking that philosophical writers are just people that just start writing a bunch of fucking bullshit. And that's not what it is. Philosophy is science. And it's about facts. It's about being factual. But... Journalism, as far as as putting information out there as it's coming out, pretty much, that's hard work. That's a lot of fact checking. Whereas me, I would rather put out some facts that I've checked and and are as objective as the best I know to my ability. And then get to the deep underlying causal factors of it. That's what I like to do. I like to do underlying causal factors. And that's really what this whole <clears throat> natural law podcast is. I've said this before. I'm just saying, I'm just tying this all together. It's about taking things that are happening now in our world and the past. I go to the past as well. You know, and... um. And talking about underlying causal factors, which is natural laws, natural physical laws and natural behavior laws. That's what this is all about. But really, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I made a mistake. What, what, what was the mistake? I I got mixed up. I mixed up the the amount of time that the whole... SARS-2 panic has been going on with the SARS-2 vaccine rollout. And I, I couldn't believe I missed it. I, I, I looked up over that paper so many times. I was just so concerned with the actual, some of the facts I was putting out about the WEF and the Great Reset and, and you know, the gain of function research and stuff. I completely overlooked that. I completely missed that. But I did catch it eventually. But 
Um, I I put uh, at, did something along the lines of uh, the year and a half or more that the SARS that the SARS two rollout that the the rollout's been going on the vaccine rollout and no it, it, that was incorrect it's the whole panic has been going on for a year and a half or more we're almost coming up to two years in March 2022 um, but the the vaccine rollout's only been a year and. I was pointing out that there had been more deaths in this amount of time that the vaccine rollout's been going on since in more than all 30 years of prior VAERS data, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Um, and that's insane. I think we're, I think we may hit, I think, I think we've hit 20,000 deaths. And once again, that's only the CDC puts that as 10% and, and the, Independent studies put that as one to two percent accurate, ten percent accurate, one to two percent accurate, um, and even the CDC's ten percent accurate is 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 crazy. You know that's that, that's insane. But um, and I was just trying to make the point that all this is happening, and it seems like the the whole thing just keeps being pushed. And the whole thing's being pushed and no one's even considering all the Bayer's deaths and injuries, which says to me that there's definitely, it's pretty, it's blatantly obvious that there's another agenda here. And that's where the, the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset comes in and the work of uh, Whitney Webb, James Corbett, Gary Null, Derek Rose and all that, you know, so I suggest looking into their work, but, you know, let them do the journalism, you know. And I'll, I'll take, I'm all about facts, believe me. And I always try to be factual in everything I put out there I, 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 to, the, to the best of my ability. But I'm more of a looking at facts and then going to underlying causal factors. And that's, that's spirituality, science, the spiritual science of philosophy and natural laws and natural behavior laws so uh, that's journalist is not what I want to be and these 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 newscasters and these newspaper writers unfortunately are really they're not journalists they're just putting out ideology almost almost all of them unfortunately in the mainstream and that's why I like the more local papers because they just report on more local stuff and most of them pretty much stay away from all the nationalized nonsense and that's why I, I like to put I'm trying to put these letters to editors in these local papers where maybe it can help wake some people up hopefully so I'm uh, gonna move on and just you know going back to the gun control measures you know, it, it's just gun control measures. I was talking about that. I finished off talking about in the last episode, the SWAT teams. I'm going to get to that. I just want to touch a little bit more on the SWAT teams. But I'm just I'm going back to these gun control measures, folks, because it's just <clears throat> it just it sounds so good. You know, the whole safety thing, and it's bad. It, it's just the whole safety thing, the whole obsession. The whole obsession with safety is, is what's going to get America and the world locked into a complete prison. 
I mean, what we're heading towards as a human species is, is just something so horrible. And we're on the cusp of it. That's what I think. That's my opinion. Um, and these gun control measures, especially, you know, here in New Jersey, and it's just, it's just more harassment of good people, good intention people, for the most part, that just want to have firearms mainly for their own self-defense. And it's all, folks, I'm telling you, I'm all for firearm safety. I'm all for firearm safety. I practice firearm safety in my home. And I mentioned this before, I'm not a gun nut. For me, a firearm is just, I keep it for, we, we have a firearm in our home for, I guess I'll just say a rainy day. I guess that's kind of like a metaphor. I guess it's a metaphor meaning like a rare day, but I don't know. It, <laughs> with these climate engineering programs and these ionospheric heaters that heat the, the atmosphere <clears throat> and are, from what I've seen, able to steer upper level winds that's steering all the moisture around the western United States and bringing it all here to the east. We haven't had much moisture anyway, but I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe a rainy day isn't that rare, but that's what I guess the expression means. But it's I just really keep it just for, it's just a good thing to have. A firearm's just a good thing to have. And I recommend anyone who can get one, get one. And these firearms laws just really all they hurt are just, I hate this term, but I'll use it, law-abiding firearm citizens, you know, law-abiding citizens that follow the laws, the firearms laws. That's really all it hurts. Folks, if, if a bad person wants to get guns, they're going to get them. It's not hard. Not hard to do. Um, and it's just these, these, I mean, eventually, folks, the ruling class, and I'm just using this generally, and I've been over who these ruling class people are. I'm just going to say the ruling class here for now. I'm just using, this is just a general statement. The ultimate goal of the ruling class is to take, <clears throat> I'll say, I'll just say firearms away from Americans. That's what it is. Folks, let me tell you something. The founders of America knew this and when a citizenry has firearms, it's difficult for a ruling class to rule over them. And that's just a fact. It's a fact. And what does this have to do with natural behavioral laws? It has everything to do with natural behavioral laws. Owning a firearm is a birthright. Endowed by the creator. And it's important 
self-defense and is important for the love of self. These people who, I can understand people being a little squeamish if they've never been around firearms. They might be a little squeamish. And of course, if they're watching the mainstream news, they're going to be scared of firearms, especially if they're watching the leftist ideological uh, mainstream news. They're going to be scared of firearms. But firearm, the, the ownership of a firearm is, is about love of self. That's what it's about. It's not about, I've talked about the guns up little boys being a tough guy. Look at me with my firearm. I'm a tough guy. No, a firearm doesn't make you a tough guy. This makes you a, a little boy with a weapon that's very effective in killing somebody. That's all. That's all you are. But this is, this is important. And... I want to make a mention here that it's I'm mentioning this because of let's look let's take New Jersey okay United States New Jersey toughest firearms laws in the nation okay that's what I heard I think that's what it is I next to California um, and the problem is, is it's erroneously believed that the United States is a nation built on laws. And as Jordan Maxwell, I, can, I definitely recommend looking into his work, has said, the U.S. is a lawless nation. And I absolutely agree with him. And people think, huh? Lawless nation? No, we're... No, we got more laws here in the United States than, than I think than anywhere in the world. But, but once again, folks, this is about natural laws. Okay, natural behavior laws. And I've been over this and that humans cannot make laws. It's impossible. Humans make rules, call them laws. And then back them with violence to make the laws appear to be fixed and permanent. But they're not fixed and permanent. All these laws can change with a flick of a pen, like I'm, which brings me back to what I'm talking about with these gun control measures. Of how with just writing something down on a piece of paper, a politician is going to turn... People who are, once again, I hate this term, but I'm just going to use it, law-abiding people into criminals. Which basically, in people's minds, because people think legal means moral and illegal means immoral, people actually erroneously think that once these politicians change a law or make a new law, a rule called a law, that that can turn somebody from moral to immoral or that could turn a behavior behavior from moral to immoral or a turn a behavior or a person from immoral to moral and it's fucking impossible the rule of law is natural law folks the rule of law is not human laws cuz human laws don't exist 
there are rules called laws, which makes the U.S. an absolute lawless nation. <clears throat> People think that the, I, I mean, I think this has been, I think the what's what really happened in the Wild West or you know, the Wild West, the West of the like 1800s was very much propagandized by the 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 uh, Hollywood and and yeah I'll say Hollywood television and and um Hollywood movies because I don't think it was as crazy as they made it but I'm sure it probably was at times I'm sure it probably was at times people just shooting it out over a disagreement and stuff and folks I don't want to get too deeply into this because this is another whole episode in itself but people walking around with firearms on them that's that's not a that's not lawlessness that's that's natural that that's in line with natural behavior laws you know, back in the days of, of the open, I'll say, I guess, West, meaning open, meaning the ruling class didn't lock the whole area down and claim that they own everything. They didn't do that, I think, until like the late 1800s. The ruling class, in a sense, closed down the West and took ownership of lands, a lot of the lands of the Native Americans slaughtered a lot of the Native Americans um, but people walking around with firearms that's not lawlessness every human being has the right to 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 carry a firearm to, to own a firearm it's a birthright it just is and I'm not, look folks, I'm not for people just getting mad at somebody and pulling a firearm and blowing them away. I'm not, I'm, that's, that's not, really that's lawlessness. And really what we have, I mean, this is, see, I, I kind of opened up a can of worms here. I didn't want to get too deeply into this, too deep into this. But really folks, these these rules called laws that we have are not these rules remember from the last in the last episode i mentioned uh look up larkin rose's uh video gun control is gun violence but that you know that's lawlessness having a bunch of rules that violate laws Drug laws, firearms laws, rule, fi drug rules called laws, firearms rules called laws, violate natural behavioral laws. The enforcement of, the, of these rules called laws, firearms laws, prohibition laws, firearms laws, rules called laws, violate natural behavioral laws. And 
it's just you know some of these new proposed measures requiring people to uh, you know applying for a firearms ID to go through a safety course which you know I don't think it's a bad thing to take a safety course but once again you're you're making a rule calling it a law and preventing someone from engaging in a natural right which is a natural right to own a firearm for their own self-defense if they, they requiring them to, to go through a safety course to be able to engage in a natural right and that's a violation of of the laws of freedom and that's and that's violating people's natural law rights and then the whole idea of renewals every four years which I mean it's just folks I made a video titled America is a socialist country and I think I think it's pretty clear I think people especially people who live in like New Jersey New York California I don't think it's hard to figure out that we're were socialist states and this whole country all all these rules called laws are socialism folks all licensure all licensure like driver's licenses registration all that stuff that's all socialism folks driver's licenses are socialism and unfortunately people think well you need a driver's license because if you know you have to know how to drive well there's plenty of people with driver's licenses out there that don't know how to fucking drive just look at the people just go out on the road and watch people driving I'm sure they all have licenses they don't know how to drive just because you have a license doesn't mean you know how to drive but I mean this is just massive socialism man this whole renewals every four years and then the mandatory rules pertaining to locking up guns and during transport I'm assuming I don't know if they're saying at home folks look I'm drawing the line no one's coming in my home to check if the firearm we have is locked up no one's coming in my home to check that and and you know this whole idea of having to renew a firearm license every four years and I'm sure they do a background check up on you which I don't have any problem with but I mean many people might that's a way to take firearms from people this is bad shit and you know the reduction of the ability to defend oneself and the invasion of privacy and security in the residence possibly <clears throat> of course these are gonna have to be enforced I'm sure at least the local police department where I'm from they're not overly aggressive I'm gonna get to the police here but they're not overly aggressive I'm sure they're not gonna be overly excited to want to enforce that those kinds of laws of going to people's residences to check of whether their firearms are locked up 
talk about insane micromanagement and of course really i mean you're talking about fucking tyranny there you're talking about the fucking gestapo and really folks the truth is is that legitimized violence is the biggest problem in america and the world biggest problem in this, in this country is legitimized violence by far and away with some exceptions like in your inner cities your illegitimate violence may be equal to or more than i would say it's probably more than your legitimized violence at least your murders in your inner cities with the drug war which are created by prohibition rules called laws your murders your your illegitimate murders are are much more than your legitimate murders once again murder folks is is not legitimate it's people only believe that violence can be legitimate there's no such thing as legitimized violence it's just people invent that in their minds that's the superstition of authority that's the belief in human rulership and legitimized violence is way by far and away a bigger problem in this country than illegitimized violence as a whole it's just certain areas certain areas in mainly in american cities which are you know in your urbanized ghettos and i've been through this in my my past podcast ghettos are created ghettos don't just grow out of the earth ghettos are created ghettos are created and they're maintained um so i really didn't want to talk too much about this either i really wanted to just do one final covering of cops and the swat teams is really what i wanted to talk about today but I I just want to mention that I mentioned that you know firearms ownership is a natural birthright and that the second amendment folks I've been through this you know the second amendment in the US Constitution is a, a human written down rule that is in line with natural behavioral laws and the second amendment is not about hunting it's not about the right to go hunting at least you could say hunting for animals for food I mean if if you got a group of people in your community initiating violence towards others I would say you'd have the right to go hunt them and they you know as long as they're initiating the violence have the right to hunt them down and eliminate them and that's not lawlessness folks that's not lawlessness what we have now is lawlessness what we have now is lawlessness these SWAT teams kicking in people's doors because somebody didn't pay their fucking student loans or some shit dude that's that's really true folks some crazy shit like that because somebody has a warrant because they didn't pay a traffic fucking fine they didn't show up to court for a traffic violation it really it really does happen folks I'm not exaggerating. 
Um, but the Second Amendment is about righteous self-defense. And once again, I've been over this, so I don't want to beat this up too much. But back then, men knew that, I mean, pretty much even now today, everyone, you ask anyone, do they have the right to defend themselves? That's what um, Mark Passio's Science of Natural Law, they asked people. And I, it looked to me like almost every one of them said resoundingly yes, that everyone has the right to defend themselves. So people generally know that. Now, of course, back in the, 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 the 1700s, people also knew that people have the right to defend themselves against a tyrannical government. People don't know that today. And that's what in the, the, the Mark Passio's Science of Natural Law um, documentary, I'm pretty sure if I remember, they, the people then said, well, kind of along the lines, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but they, I think I'm pretty sure they kind of said, like, you really don't have the right to defend yourself against, you don't have the right to defend yourself against, like, government and law enforcers and stuff like that. And watch, watch the documentary. It's, it's a good documentary. But back in the 1700s, people, most people pretty much knew that you have the right to defend yourself against the tyrannical government. But the, the founding fathers, this is my take on it, this is my opinion, I think the founding fathers said, well, we better at least write this down so people in the future know this shit. And well, guess what? People in the future don't know that shit. Okay, and I've been through this. I don't want to get too much, you know, each one of these topics I'm talking about is, is a easily an episode, if not multiples in itself. But the, so that's what the Second Amendment really was about. It was about writing it down and reminding people, hey, guess what? You uh, not only have the right to defend yourself against, say, a, a common thug, but you also have the right to defend yourself against a government representative thug. Okay? And, you know, I just wanted to get back to this before I get into the SWATs and the cops. Folks, I just, I really have to say that you know, I've, um, just like all of you out there in America and all of you out there in the world being pushed around by government officials and, and I'm, folks, I'm, I'm drawing the line, you know, I'm drawing the line as far as somebody coming over to my home whatever law enforcement agency it may be saying oh you didn't renew your license so now we're gonna take your firearm from you or whatever if there's a case like that I don't know I'm just I'm just throwing out possibilities <clears throat> I don't know what exactly laws are gonna be these rules called laws are gonna be put out there or passed or when they are, what I'm, you know, what we're going to do. I don't know. But, um, as far as like, when I say what we're going to do, as far as like complying or just, just disregarding and not really worrying about it or whatever, I don't know. <clears throat> but I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be giving up any firearms that that's my ability you know that's my ability to defend myself you know that, uh, that's our ability in this house to defend ourselves and I'm not gonna be willfully 
giving that up. I think that's going to be the end of it for me. Because I'm, I'm going to fight. And I'm not going to have law enforcement, whatever agency or locality or whatever jurisdiction knocking on my door, wanting to come in my house and check check on things in my home. It's not happening. And people think, oh, you're you're being ridiculous. You're overreacting. Folks, I'm telling you, these kinds of things are absolutely going to be happening. Just look around the world and see what's going on. The world is, is absolutely closing into tyranny. And here in America, we're closing into tyranny. And once again, many Americans think, oh, we're not like all those other countries. Yeah, we're <clears throat> maybe not as extreme, but we're just about there. Folks, we had lockdowns of this country, and especially in cities. And even before all this SARS-2 stuff, um, we, we've been having protests, peaceful protests being suppressed, peaceful protesters being attacked by legitimized violence of law enforcers. We're, we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. We're, this, this slavery is only going to proliferate. Slavery in this country is only going to proliferate and... Folks, I'm, I'm not going to have, a, I'm me, I'm just talking about me personally, I'm not going to stand by and allow a, a, a firearm to be removed by my, from my, our home, and I'm not going to be forced to go to any quarantine camp or take any vaccine. That's going to be the end of it for me. That's going to be the end of it for me. And I'm going to try to take some people with me as well. See if I can. I plan on not just... I've been through this before. You know, I plan on fighting. I, and when I fight someone, my intention is to win. And I've been through all this before. But this is scary stuff, folks, because believe me, this is not... These government enforcers are serious, and they will come to, to our homes. They will start coming to our homes. This is not just me spouting, you know, this is not just me running my mouth knowing that this will never happen. This, these things, do, they do happen, and it's going to start getting worse and worse and worse in, in almost all states, if not all states of, of America. And then in the world, Australia, look at what's happening in Australia, folks. That's coming. That's I've been through this. It's coming to all of us Western nations and all nations of the world. And I'm just this. It's scary. But. I'm going to align with the, the laws of, of behavioral laws of nature. And I'm going to defend my natural rights. And like I also mentioned in the last episode, 
SWAT team members kick my door in, I'm going to fight them. And they're going to be superior, you know, they're going to have superior firepower and they're going to have battle armor and they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. But I'm going to try to at least hurt them or something in some way. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. And it's scary. It's scary because these... There are law enforcers out there that have no problem. No problem engaging in violence against somebody. And this is not me just running off my mouth. This is scary stuff. And with the SWAT team members... I want to mention what's significance, what's so significant about SWAT. And when I was in the death cult of the military, that was one of our things that we would train for. Thank God I was never in any uh, wars or anything, but we would train, we would do training where we would go house to house. They had like little huts set up and we would go house to house, kick the door in and, and and terrorize people. I mean, there was no people in there, but I mean, you know, that was the idea. And, and I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up to, to, to go, to go to people's homes and burst into their home, home invade them and terrorize them. That's not what I joined the military for. But Keep in mind, these SWAT team members, they sign up specifically for that. These SWAT team members sign up specifically because they want to at least <clears throat> from a broad perspective, they sign up specifically to barge into people's homes and detain people, dominate and detain people. They sign up specifically for that. So that's the difference there between your military people who I didn't sign up in the military to, to, to go to people's homes and barge into their homes and stuff like that. But these SWAT team members, they sign up specific, specifically for this. These SWAT team members, whether they actually enjoy it or not, that's what they sign up for. And most of them do. Most of them do enjoy that. Most of them are they're like adrenaline junkies. And unfortunately, I've been through the SWAT team members and stuff and... Unfortunately, while once again, maybe there may be a very, very rare situation where there is the need to barge into someone's home and stop some kind of violence or or to stop a person who is engaging in violence in the community. 
but folks, 80,000 SWAT team raids a year. I mean, these SWAT team members are immoral and their parents never taught them anything. Parents never taught them that you don't kick somebody's door in because they might have a, a plant or a bag of powder in there. And I don't care if, if someone's selling powder to people and, and people are dying as a result of it. I mean, when I say I don't care, I don't mean I don't care that people are dying. I do. I do care. I, I that's been my whole why I did my addiction series, because I want people to start understanding and, and I want people to stop using these opiates. I don't want you know, I want to stop these drug overdoses. But what, but what I mean by I don't care is. People make a choice to use drugs, and if they make a free will choice to use drugs and those drugs kill them, well, that's that's really on them. Now, of course, once again, maybe you know, we there's there's an issue maybe if somebody's purposely making, you know, creating drugs that would in with the intent of killing people, that's one thing. But that's not what's happening here. In fact, folks, I've been through this before. The The bizarre situation with these drug users is many of them, when they hear that a certain type of uh, batch, I guess, of, of, op of, of heroin, maybe, I guess, is, is, you know, people have died using it. People, you know, these drug users gravitate to, towards that. I mean, if 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 I heard of a product that w people were dying after they were using, like these vaccines, I wouldn't want that product. But these drug users want that product, and these 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 drugs that they're selling on the street are dangerous, laced with fent fentanyl and all that stuff. But these there are dangerous, and these drug dealers that are selling this stuff, they don't really know what's in it. They're just selling it. And most of these drug overdoses are from a combination of drugs and the fentanyl plays a part in it and all that stuff. And I really didn't want to get too much into that. But folks, look, if somebody willfully chooses to use a drug, that's their choice. That's their natural law, right? And if they die, it's a tragedy, but they made a choice. And distributing these these drugs to a willing person as long as someone's not being coerced or forced into to with violence to to ingest this stuff like the coercion with these vaccines um and keep in mind folks when you really do the numbers with these vaccine deaths i mean you're, we're looking at here in a year possibly around twenty thousand somewhere around there. I didn't actually look at the numbers lately in the past couple months, but, and you're looking at possibly even just the 10% accuracy. I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at definitely right around the amount of, of overdoses, like the vaccine deaths are right around just about equal to, if, if you just take the CDC's 10% figure somewhere around there, you know, 
just just guessing um you're right around you're right around equal between the adverse reaction uh deaths from the vaccines and the drug overdose deaths and these vaccines people are being coerced into taking these vaccines how about that imagine if they started trying to coerce people to to take these opiates what would people think it's insane and there's right there going back to your lawless nation insane just a mention but I don't I've been I've been through all that so I just want to finish up with this <clears throat> all cops all can never be truly good people because they support rules called laws and mandates now in executive orders that limit and make it impossible for people to defend themselves and in that situation that's ruled rules called laws gun control rules called laws and they can never be truly good people they can be good cops the truth is there are good cops who do not aggressively pursue the enforcement of oppressive rules called laws and mandates and executive orders I've mentioned that before about local police force and New Jersey police commissioners mentioning they're not interested in aggressively enforcing the the SARS-2 mandates and the local police department where I live they're not aggressive they're not aggressive however so once again I want to be clear everyone knows a pretty much everyone well a lot of people know a good cop a good cop meaning once again a good cop that doesn't aggressively enforce oppressive rules called laws or mandates or, or executive orders and looks to peacefully solve disputes and and looks to help people with trespassers on their property and stuff like that yes there are good cops but once again all cops even the good cops can never truly be a good person based in natural behavioral laws because they support rules that make it impossible for people to defend themselves and they also by existing as a police officer in under the current type of system of policing they support the bad cops and even and and when I say bad cops I'm referring to the cops that are egregiously insanely aggressive but also they support the regular cops that are quote unquote just doing their job and enforcing oppressive laws that are within the confines of 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 their job that that are that are considered you know a part of doing their job not going outside of their job like insanely beating on somebody or something like that I mean just the normal course of, of their job and 
No law enforcement officer can ever be a truly good person. Once again, we're not talking about a good cop. We're talking about a good person because they work for an organization that violates people's natural rights. They support these politicians who make these rules, whether they aggressively enforce them or not, and the other police who do aggressively enforce them, and even the other police that really actually engage in overtly, uh, overly aggressive criminal behavior, they support all that. Your good cops still support all that, whether they, like with a good, like with a good cop, you know, says, well, I don't, you know, enforce all these oppressive laws, and, you know, I just try to keep the peace in my community, that's a good cop, but their existence, they, they still support the other officers who do aggressively enforce those laws within their jobs, and they also support the officers that, that go outside the scope of their jobs and go overly aggressive and, and horrendously violate people's rights. They're, the good cop's existence as a cop makes that possible for all the other cops to, 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 to violate people's natural rights whether they do it just within the scope of their jobs or they go outside the scope of their jobs, planting evidence on people and all kinds of that kind of shit. Folks, once again, see, unless the good cop speaks out against the aggressive and overly criminal cops and moves to, and the overly criminal cops moves to arrest them when they're violating people's natural rights and hurting people and, and, and planting evidence on people and doing all that kind of stuff, the good cops is accepting what the bad cops do. The good cop, it, the good cop just saying, well, hey, you know, I, I don't, I don't do all that stuff. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a good cop. Well, unfortunately, yeah, you're a good cop, but you can never truly be a good person because you're not speaking out against what the bad cops are doing, and you're not speaking out about the rules that the bad that the, the 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 regular cops are enforcing within the confines of their job that are violating people's natural rights. You're not speaking out about that stuff, and of course, they know if they speak out against that stuff, hey. Let me tell you something, folks. The movie Serpico, the, the officer Serpico, almost got his head blown off. And he was exposing the aggressive corruption going on, the corruption going on outside the scope of police duties. And he nearly got his head blown off. And folks, many people think, oh, that's just, you know, that was just an isolated case. Folks, that goes on the potential for that to go on and that kind of stuff goes on much more than you think. We Americans have no fucking idea what really goes on in, in, inside the, 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 the depths of, of police. And Americans are incredibly naive and you can never make an American even want to look into something like this. Most Americans. And it's not enough for a cop to just worry about themselves and not what other cops are doing. And once again, yeah, you're a good cop, but you're not a good person because you're standing by and not at least saying something about what other cops are doing, which is, I mean, 
putting someone in a cage because they're possessing a bag of powder or a plant, that's a violation of natural rights. And these cops aren't saying anything about that. There is, there is um, an organization called LEAP, Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. Take a look into that. But I'd be willing to bet most of those law enforcement officers are former law enforcement officers, and that's good. Folks, I'll tell you right now, I wish all good cops would quit their jobs. All of the quote-unquote good cops, quit your jobs, and then maybe, maybe we can start exposing this organization for what it is. It's an organization that's an order-following organization that, that follows orders. Their job, as per the Supreme Court, is to follow orders, no matter, enforce laws, no matter what rights of the people those laws violate. And we have to expose this. If all these, in fact, really the truth is these good cops prop up all of these bad cops and these good cops make it hard for Americans to see this organization for what it has become. An organization that for the most part, once again, all these cops are together. They're all a brotherhood. This is, these aren't my words. These are the words of cops that I've seen in, in newspapers. And, and I used to look through, a, 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 when I used to work for the county, the, uh, my job there at the county, working uh, as a maintenance man around the jail there, earning my uh, Federal Reserve notes immorally. Um, I used to read pro-police magazines, and this is what they say. These are their words. All of us cops are together. That Those are their words. So if there's cops out there that are engaging in horrendous violence and, her, her, and, and horrendously violating people's rights, and even the ones that are once again within the scope of their jobs violating people's rights, every cop is a part of that, whether you're a good cop or one of the other cops. Which is why no, all cops can never be a truly good person. You can be a good cop, but you can never be a good person. And that's what we need. We need good people. That's how we get to freedom. That's how natural law work, natural laws work. And these good cops are propping up this whole organization because people will always look to the good cop. I know a good cop. I know a good one. And yeah, yeah, every, many people do. I've known a good cop. I know people who know good cops. Once again, good cops not aggressively enforcing the bullshit rules called laws and stuff like that people that just look to keep the peace people that just want want to just be a part of their community and, and make sure people are safe and wish you know all that safety shit i'm not into that but i mean um I, i'm all i'm into safety but i'm not into the to the hyper safety shit you know the 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 obsessive safety stuff but um those once again that's you know the description of the good cops but what the good cops really have to do is become good people and quit their job. And I know, I know, 
I've been through this before. I know soon as you good cops quit your job, you'll be holding the door for your replacement. There are people fucking lining up for these jobs. There are people lining up for these jobs. They're what they're well-paying jobs, of course, once again. Even the good cops can never be a truly good person because they're earning their 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 the 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 money they're paid with comes from extortion, robbery, coercion, duress, taxation. The euphemism. But these good cops prop up this whole, as long as there's quote-unquote good cops, this organization will never be exposed for what it truly is, which is, folks, the founding fathers of this country warned us about having police forces. In fact, one of the reasons for the Revolutionary War was that the colonies were pissed off that the British were leaving their military in the colonies as police that was one of the reasons the the colonists were, were pissed off and people think oh well that's different those were the british no folks it was not different we were the british back then the british were us and we were them it's not different that's not different than your local police department but you know like I said, man, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I'm willing to, I'm not, let me just say it this way. I'm, I'm willing to accept whatever bad things ensue for the ending of policing. If policing were to end today, I'm willing to accept whatever inconveniences or even whatever horrors happen. I'm willing to accept it. I know what I'm asking for. I know it could be terrible. I know it could be inconvenient. I understand that. I want to be clear that I'm not a part of the defund the police movement. That's a propagandized, politicized movement. That's, that's, I've been through all this. That's, that's, that's all propaganda. Even all these, I've been through this, these defunded areas, Minneapolis and Portland, there's still plenty of police in those areas. National Guard, state police, folks, anyone with a brain should know and understand that in order for a ruling class to rule over people, they have to have enforcers. And what the fuck is the difference if, if, Someone doing policing in your area is a National Guardsman or a local policeman. Now, of course, I will say this. I've said this in the past. If, if there's going to be policing in my area, I would rather have it be done by people who do have some kind of connection to the community that are locals. As sad as that is to say, if I'm going to be ruled over by somebody, I would like it to at least be someone who lives in my community, who has some kind of connection to my community. But... Folks, there's no difference between a National Guardsman and a local policeman, really, as far as the, the whole idea of the enforcement apparatus itself. And it's, it's propaganda. 
I'm not a part of the defund the police movement. Not a part of it at all. Because I know, once again, that it's all bullshit because all the people that are calling for the defunding of police are all statists. And in order to have statism, you have to have enforcers. So they're all out of their fucking minds, is what they are. They're idiots. They're all dupes, and they're all idiots. What I'm talking about is something real constructive, and what I'm talking about is in alignment with natural laws. And folks, once again, even the good cops, even if they don't aggressively enforce prohibition rules, enforcing prohibition rules violate laws of freedom. Enforcing rules that coerce people to wear masks. Enforcing arbitrary traffic rules. All normal duties of police, unfortunately, almost all, I'm going to say, I'm looking at my bullet points, I'd say almost all. Almost all normal duties of police violate laws of freedom. Not all, I'll say almost all. Um, and once again, my local department, they're not aggressive. They don't go around kicking people's doors in, harassing people. That's, of course, that's the job of SWAT. That's not the, really the job of your local police. But they don't, I, 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 don't see the, I don't see them harassing people at all. But once again, these individuals, it's their job to enforce the rules that these politicians make. No matter whether those rules violate someone's sovereignty or not and i understand how people feel about these drugs the, the overdoses once again got that disconnection there these vaccines when you really do when you really look into it the deaths from these vaccines are are right along side by side the, the deaths from these uh, uh, uh overdoses of these drugs nobody nobody seems to be upset about that these vaccines not only are, are, are you know are being pushed on people and people support that but these drug overdoses are terrible and I've I've you know that's been one of the things I've been active in the community about trying to help people with that but if somebody wants to use drugs that's that's their decision and if they die that's that's their karma and I know it's tough But, folks, the truth is, most people can accept, and it is widely known, that cops use violence to enforce laws. Most people know that. My own father used to say, oh, you know, don't mess with the police, they'll mess you up. In other words, you, the police are, will engage in violence against you if you mess with them. And, of course, what does messing with them mean? Messing with them means not like going out and saying, hey, you know, cop, and start like attacking them. No, messing with them means not complying with their dictates. That's what my father meant by that. Not going out and starting a fight with a policeman. No, what he meant was when a policeman, and he said this, you know, he basically said this along these lines, you know, when a policeman commands you to do something, you, you do it or, or you, you get fucked up. You get your ass whooped or even killed depending on how much you don't comply. Most people know that police engage, use violence to enforce laws. That's why they have the euphemisms, folks. That's why there's the euphemisms. 
kidnapping, instead of calling kidnapping, kidnapping, call it arrest. Those are the euphemisms. And oh, by the way, I just want to end this with one thing. I've been reading more about Christianity and stuff like that, and I want to let you know that from what I've read, I, I, I don't remember which version it was, but I was, I'm studying into um, the Bible, and it, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what I saw. I don't know if it was an, a, 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 an assessment of, of, of a Bible, Bible version or, or what. It was, I think it was Romans. I'm not sure. I think it was Romans. I was looking at a breakdown of Romans, and I'm, I have to look more into this, but it says that Jesus was arrested by the Roman centurions. He was arrested. Jesus of Nazareth was arrested by the Romans. The Roman centurions were the police of the day, and they arrested Jesus and then crucified him. That's the story. The police killed Jesus. The Roman centurions were the police, and it said, I read, arrested him. I'd have to look more into it and make sure that's definitely in the Bible. But it says, it says arrested. Whether it was in the Bible or that's the assessment of what was in the Bible, it says arrested. They, that Jesus of Nazareth was arrested. And Jesus of Nazareth never harmed anybody. And they arrested him. Because the Roman centurions were the police. The police killed Jesus Christ. And how many Americans can even can even have the courage to even take a look into that? And how many good cops do you think were a part of those Roman centurions? Oh, you know, saying, oh, I don't think we should do this to this guy. But I guess if that's what you guys are going to do, I guess that's what you're going to do. I'm sure there were many good cops there that weren't for arresting. Once again, this is a story. But I'm saying, I'm, you know, in situations like this, um, it, it, once again, I don't want to get into whether the, the Christ figure was an actual historical figure. I might touch a little bit about that. I'm reading a book about that. But I, I say this is all a story. It's a metaphor. A very good story. But... Um, I'm sure there were plenty of good cops there saying, oh, well, I don't think we should do this to Jesus. And, you know, I, I, oh, I don't think we should crucify him. I think that's a little bit overboard. But, you know, they all stood there and, you know, they just, this is kind of what happens with good cops. Oh, 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 we weren't for that. But, yeah, those guys did that. Well, why didn't you stand up to those guys doing that? Because you're not a truly good person. You, there's plenty of good cops out there, but even the good cops can never be a truly good person until they stop working for an organization that violates people's rights, whether they actually do it all the time or not, or none of the time. They're propping it up. And I'm going to end it at this.